0: all right my name is ralph i'm an alcoholic my sobriety date was october 8 2021. um been sober a little bit over two years um you know paul asked me to do this and um i was like let me check on my sponsor you know what i mean so i called my sponsor and he's like that's bullshit you don't have to ask me to do that you know what i mean so then i had to go back to paul and um but yeah I'll do it you know and then I wasn't nervous really about doing this this whole time because I didn't know if I'd even live till the day you know what I mean like I don't you know one day at a time like I don't get tomorrow why worry about it then this morning I'm like fuck today you know like today's here you know what I mean like <laughs> I was like shit here we go um you know, I didn't write nothing down for this or anything like that. Because that's just not me. It's not who I am. You know, w- when I talk, like, I just let it rip. So it comes to the heart, not the mind. Because, like, if I was to write it down, it'd be something cool and everything. You know what I mean? Like, quoting shit out of the big book. You know what I mean? Which I do love the big book. Don't get me wrong. But that's just not me yet, you know. So I just try to keep it real. Um, like, growing up, I had a pretty good life. My parents, You know, we weren't poor we weren't rich. We were like medium class, you know, I guess, or whatever. I had a good life. Um, My parents were great, man. You know, my brother and sister are awesome, you know, and um, I just from an early age, like definitely as soon as I could drive, a little bit before that started drinking and every time was, uh, was a drunk, a shit show, you know what I mean, like and football and football parties afterwards and desert parties and you know, I was the guy at 16 falling in the fire, you know, waking up beside the rocks, you know, just all the time, you know what I mean? And um, I didn't really see no problem with it yet. You know, I knew I was, I was pretty bad. And then I got my first DUI at 18, you know? And um, I remember the cop turned around, so I just pulled over and started slamming beers and threw my keys out the window. You know, he's like, why'd you do that? And I'm like, well, I didn't drink till just now. He's like, yeah, bullshit, you know? <laughs> Still got a DUI, you know, and then, uh, that, that didn't stop me from drinking. So then I think I'm 21, 22, just had my kids, had twins, you know, they were 65 days early. And so the ex-wife was, was in the hospital and, and where was I? Every chance I got, I was in the parking garage in my truck drinking, you know what I mean? Like, all the time. Like I wasn't there for nobody, you know. I went home. Me and my buddies got so drunk that that night, like we were actually wrecked into my own house and then I forgot to go get her the next day. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of drinker I was, you know? Um I just always drink and and I did a little bit of drugs. I was an iron worker. I say I say that if you're an iron worker, you'd probably know like Sometimes you do a little bit else, too. So I started introducing, like, a little Coke and stuff. But, like, it made me feel so ashamed. You know, I quit doing it. I just drink. you know. And um, so when I finally decided to get sober, I was, like, 22, 23 probably. I was driving to work. Well, I used to, like, work at, like, 1 or 2 in the morning. So I'd stop by the bar on the way to work. You know what I mean? But I was so drunk. I drove off in a canal. And then I walked down the canal because I couldn't get out. Well, getting out, my pants came off. <laughs> and then I brought, like I, I got worth that. It. That's one thing I got. I showed up at work and batched a thousand yards that day for the Cardinal Stadium, you know, in my underwear. Like one of the drivers of the concrete trucks stopped by and got me some pants to wear, you know? And another one come in was like, dude, do you want help? And I didn't remember the whole morning. Like I batched a thousand yards and didn't remember probably eight hundred of it. You know what I mean? Like and, um, I'm like, yeah, I want help, you know, and he's like, well, my, and he was a drinker too. He was crazy, but his wife was in AA and he's like, well, my wife goes to these meetings and stuff. So I went to a meeting that afternoon and I remember like people telling stories. I'm, and I was like, you know, I saw, so I actually said, my name is, my name is Ralph. I'm alcoholic. And they're talking about the Yets. And I'm like, I'm so glad none of that's happened to me yet. Or has it happened to me? I could in this one lady spoke up. She's like, yeah, yet. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you. You know, like <laughs> it ain't gonna happen, you know. So um, of course, we were split up. So I went back home to morana to my parents' house, got sober down there, did six probably six months of good program as far as just showing up to meetings, you know. I was in a bowling league with the program, all kinds of shit. X wants me back. I come back. I, I made it two years, 10 months and 10 days that time when I decided to go, go get drunk, you know, and it wasn't, I never thought I could drink regularly, you know, so that was one of the times. So I drank, I would last about two years out, you know, and then just destroyed, you know, destroyed my life after that. Then I wanted to get sober again, got sober again for another two years. And this was like three months of program this time, maybe four. And, the, and then the rest of the time was my program, you know, just not drinking, you know, but all the anger, rage, lying, bullshit, you know what I mean, was just always there, like, not being happy in life, I was never happy in life this whole time, and, uh, you know, another time I got sober, um, I mean, I used to take old duels, I'm like, I'm just gonna drink old duels, and I'd have a six-pack in my fridge, so I'd go out to my shop and pour a butt light in it, you know, and then, Pretty soon, my ex-wife was like, man, you've been drinking that same old Duels for like six hours, you know, and I'm fucking like, yeah, yeah, yeah," uh, you know, like, uh, you know, and so <laughs> I did stupid shit like that, you know, um, and that, that time I got sober after that, I was another two years out, two years in, I've had two years, like, five different freaking times, you know, and, and, and you know, I share that part of my story because maybe someone else is like that, you know, I like, I wish to God I could have got it the first time, but that wasn't. That wasn't my plan, that wasn't my story, you know? Maybe I could help someone that's kind of like me, you know? And um, so, the last two times, like, I got a, so I got a sponsor, work sent me to rehab, I went to rehab, you know, and I got a really awesome employer that I'm still with 12 years later. You know, I've been with them for 12 years now. I went to rehab, and that was rough, man. There's some crazy, like, I didn't get to go to some up-class fucking rehab. I went to Valley Rehab, man. It's like in Mesa, in the ghetto, you know what I mean? Like, so that was pretty rough, and, uh, you know, I got a sponsor. You know, my sponsor was the guy that started this meeting. Like, he's really dear to my heart, because... He went through a few of these with me and he was always there for me, you know? Just, you know, just like Domingo's always been there. Rich has seen me through the years, you know? People in this meeting, I used to come to this meeting a lot because I lived out here, you know? And like, so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do it this time. Like, I'm, I'm really done, you know? And every time I thought it was done, you know? I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like, I can't fucking do this. I'm sick and tired, being sick and tired, Da da da. So I did, I said, I got into the steps, did one, did two, did three, did four, did five, Red six and seven and stop. I'm good. You know what I mean? Quit doing the steps. Hardly ever called him anymore. Quit coming to meetings out here again, you know, and I went back out and drink. Then I got sober again. Like, that's one thing about Paul. Like, he didn't give up on me. Like, I couldn't like emotionally and mentally handle someone that kept going out and out and like, fuck, you know what I mean? Like, but he didn't give up on me, you know, and he took me back again and we went through the steps again. Same thing. One, two, three, four, five, red six and seven. Stayed sober for two years. You know, but this last time, when I decided to go back out, I had caught my ex drinking, you know, and she couldn't drink if I couldn't drink. That's some bullshit. I'll tell you, that's, this is how I am. You know, I'm selfish like that. You know, no, if I ain't having fun, ain't nobody having fun. You know, like, fuck you guys. And uh, she even she pulled out this letter I wrote myself in rehab when I was, like, real hungover, real down and out, when I could finally write, you know. And she's, like, reading this letter to me. And it's like, I wrote it to myself, like, hey, if you decide to drink, think about this, you know, how you destroy your family, this and that. And um, I didn't care. And and I knew I was going to get fucked up, you know. And when I take that drink, like some people might, most people in here probably remember pie pie taking the spinach, you know what I mean? Like when I take that fucking drink, (laughs) it's like that. Like I fucking, arms get bigger, head gets bigger, like we're going, you know. And, uh, but really what it is, it's the devil. And he's taking a drink of my soul is what it really comes down to, man. You know what I mean? That's really what it is. And that drink led through two of the worst fucking years. They say it gets worse every time. It gets way worse every time. So I started, uh, that last time I was drinking at work every two hours at night. I wake up, you know, um, I started doing meth on the weekends. I remember my ex being like, man, I'm so proud of you. Like, you're really holding it together. And I'm like, thanks. You know what I mean? Because uh, I wasn't the drunk guy. Like, dude, I made such an ass. of my, my buddy Fred, like, I got to make amends with him because we're at a fucking backyard party. And I come out in his wife's underwear running across the fucking lawn. You know what I mean? Like, I was that fucking crazy guy. You know, just off the wall shit. But, um... So, I started playing with meth. She's like, oh, it did. It made me, like, to where I could, like, maintain, like, everybody else. You know what I mean? But then everybody else go to bed, and I'm still fucking up. And I was thinking of that part in the big book, like, it was, how dark is the dawn just before the light, I think it says. And, like, I remember just because I was, like, that one that drank all night till the sun come up. And just being out there, just, you could start, like, start to see the sky light up. And just, like, head in your fucking hands, drinking and using. And, you know, um... I was that kind of person that definitely loved alcohol and drugs more than my family. We'd go to the lake for four days. I'd take six 30-packs, two big old rocks, do it the whole weekend with my family, you know. The morning we're leaving to pack up, I start drinking before they get up. We pack up, I go to the bathroom, do a couple rails so I could drive home, you know, and then I drive home and then I continue to drink, you know, and then uh, finally got kicked out. So there's about three months of this last time, I was uh, living under the Hacienda Bridge. Actually, man, I was fucking in my truck, living under the Hacienda Bridge. You know, and you meet some cool people down there. You wouldn't, you know, there's not that many. There's not that many people come by there, but when they do, they're pretty cool, like in their side by sides and shit. But like every morning, I'd come, I'd come to, and uh, you know, I'd go to, I'd go to TA and get my booze and come back. You know, if the kids, everybody left, I'd try to sneak home and get a shower because you almost walk to the house, you know. <laughs> And I just do it again and again and again, you know. And um, I had a little money in the bank account still, so I decided like, it was like a month, you know, before I quit. I'm like, all right. So, what what, what does every like crazy mofo do? Like strippers and blow, you know? What I mean, and, and hotel rooms and thirty packs and drugs and like just all that shit, you know. And I got just so bad, like. I, I always wanted to be this person, right? Like there's this prayer called the St. Francis prayer. And like, I heard that when I was like six months sober and I'm like, that's everything I always wanted to be, you know, but when I'm drinking, I couldn't be. So I just kept drinking and drinking and drinking to like, so I wouldn't know who I was, you know, like I went from the best employee there was like, I'm a pretty badass worker, you know, And um, I showed up two times in the last month. You know what I mean? And I'm running entire crews, operation jobs, building plants, you know what I mean? And those, it's funny to hear, you know, I call my kids, these work sons I got, like they knew I was drinking, man. When I hired Robert, like I had them blue bud lights, those like Magnum ones, you know what I mean? And they're like, my truck smelled a beer and I, I got that little seat that flips up and I'd hide them in there. Cause I had to drink at least two to three beers every hour to maintain you know i couldn't maintain and then when i got off i'd get slammed probably pass out by nine wake up by 11 have to drink wake up at one have to drink Wake up at three have to drink wake up at five o'clock start drinking go drink at work the next day come home you know and um it just got to the point you know living under that bridge um i started praying to god every night that i wouldn't wake up you know or every time i passed out you know i try to do so much just drinking and drugs you know and um I was just praying to god like please don't let me wake up you know please don't let me wake up and one of those times like i was just kind of out of it and like i heard a like a child's voice like get up ralph get up ralph and i'm like what the fuck?" you know i'm like get up ralph and i'm fucking looking i'm like i'm fucking tripping you know what i mean like like something is like kind of passed back out i was like ralph get up get up so then i I woke up and like i managed i drove myself to work just that's the kind of guy i am i'm gonna let them know that i'm quitting you know or they fired me but you know And like those guys are cool they loan me 300 like hey you broke i'm like yeah pretty broke you know old man ken he's like here's 300 bucks bro like get to your parents house dude get yourself straightened up man that's kind of people they are you know and so uh i went to my mom's house and it was rough like i i found they tried to hide everything, but, of course, I could find anything. I found some old peppermint schnapps. I didn't even drink that before, but I remember, like, I took, like, five showers that, that first day because I was going in the shower so I could drink just a little bit, like, trying to wean myself off. You know what I mean? Because I wasn't going back to rehab. I'm like, screw it. And then, like, on day, day three of, like, I was, like, drinking a few beers, you know, and um, I went for a job interview. Like, I can't believe And I, this guy, Bruce Herman, and I'm like, yeah, I've worked for so-and-so, told me to come see you down here. Cause i've had a lot of friends you know and um i can't believe he hired me like they did a drug test and it was like two weeks so i didn't come back and i think it's because like i was doing like meth and drinking and some dog pills i don't even know what they were that some girl gave me you know gabapentin like i was doing like anything i get my hands on to numb myself and like, it just didn't work no more like i was done so and i was i wanted to kill myself but i, I didn't want to kill my, you know i was too chicken to kill myself i was like god just let me die like overdose the way to go, drink myself to death, the way to go, you know? And, and I know I always identify, I like say is an alcoholic because I've never done drugs and then went and drank. I've only done drugs when I've been super, super drunk, but they are part of my story. So I do talk about them, you know, but alcohol is, what, is the one that it's just the all evil for me. That leads me to everything bad in my life, you know? So I, I go down there, get this job. And then finally, after like four or five days, I get to where I could do a day, absolutely miserable, shaking, feeling like I want to die without any alcohol. So I did three days like that to try to like, because I was still just out of it before I called it my sober date. You know what I mean? And so I started, I went down to this fellowship hall in Tucson I used to go to it was crazy. The first meeting I go to, I watched two women pick up chips from 21 years that were in there when I first went in there, you know, and they're getting 21 year chips. And like, but there were some people that remembered me, even though I look a little different, like there was a few people that remembered me from years ago, you know, so. And, you know, it was so like two weeks the guy called and he's like look dude i don't think they're ever gonna get your drug test back it's come to work so i started working going to meetings but like at two weeks my mind was just so crazy so torn up with everything that happened um everything i had done bad you know the cheating the lying the just just being the worst person you could be in the fucking world like i was worse than lower than you know well shit, as they say you know what i mean like i was just a bad person that i was like at that point And um, I'm like, what am I going to do? Am I going to go drink and just say, fuck it and just die? Or am I going to stay sober? And I went to a meeting down there and this lady, like, and I I haven't seen her before. I'm sure she still goes there, but like she was having a rough day and she talked about turning points and like that day when she talked about that, that freaking saved my ass, you know, it really did. And uh, it helped me not think so much about the bad shit that I had done and turn it around to the shit okay here we go i'm gonna make money i'm gonna get the truck back i'm gonna get six figure income balance do all this stuff here we go you know and so i stayed down there for about two weeks and i'm like all right i need to go my kids are up here even though my kids are 20. you know it's part of this story too my kids were finally older so i didn't have to go back home you know what i mean like my kids were good and honestly they were better off without you know without me at the time and definitely if i went back drinking they're better off without me because i took them and my ex-wife on a freaking roller coaster they see me as this awesome person and then see me fucking destroy it all you know five six different times you know and at this time sober paul passed away you know and you know and and there's some family connection. My, my ex-wife used to actually work with Marge, friends with her daughter. Like so, like they kind of had special meaning to me, you know? Like, I freaking love Paul, man. He was funny as hell, man. This guy, but you know, he wasn't there no more. But I moved back here and I'm all alone for the first time, and like trying to figure out how to pay. I never paid bills. I just fucking made money and handed it over. As long as I had my alcohol money, you pay the bills, you know? So I'm like, fuck. It. So like right away, I learned about auto pay. You know what I mean? I was like fucking thank, yeah, thank God for auto pay because I could just set that stuff up and it'd come out. But then you got to remember to have fucking money in your account. You know what I mean? Because like I started feeling good when I came back here, you know, but I was still just so empty. There's still a hole in me. Right. And I love going to meetings because they would supercharge me. They always do. They still do. And like but I would leave a meeting and it wouldn't be long after like, I wouldn't be feeling so hot again. You know, so I, I created this routine. To where I worked 12 to 14 hours a day. I lifted weights for two hours. And um, I went to a meeting. And I went home and slept four to six hours. I just doing this routine over and over. It's all I did. And it saved my ass for a while. You know what I mean? It really did. I met a a lot of good friends in the program. I started learning things. Like a couple months sober, I was right there in Buckeye. And I pull out a Circle K. And this guy runs a red light. And he fucking honks at me. I'm like, all right. Just keep going I'm like god please let me do the right thing you know just calm down i'm like fuck this so i turn around i go back to circle k and i grab this guy out of his fucking car and he's like i'm so sorry I'm like you fucking honked at me and you ran the red light like dude like if i was in the wrong fine he's like i'm and i could see right away dude like this dude was tore up he was down he's right where i just had came from and he's like, I'm just having a bad day. And I was like, I I, was like, I, am so sorry, bro. All right, you know. And then I go on about my day. And I'm glad I made that amends right there, kind of, because I'll never see that guy again. You know what I mean? But, like, that's where I was, you know, with my anger and shit. Like, it was, I wanted to fucking fight somebody. I did. Like, I just wanted to, like, and I ain't been in a fight since I've been sober. I don't even know if I could fight anymore. I'll probably get my ass kicked. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> But, like, I was just there, though. Like, I had so much built up in me. Like, I just wanted to rip somebody apart, you know. So, like, I felt people at work sometimes would say the wrong thing. And I'd be like, let's go. You know, I was just that, like, fucking dog that's just, like, ready to fucking bite you every time you walk in the yard, you know. So, I had a lot of anger in there. You know, kept hitting meetings. About six months, I just got to a point, And this is meetings every day, Jim. Every day. Work Every day. And I'm driving home and like, I remember seeing this chihuahua on the side of the road and I start crying and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, why the fuck am I crying? You know what I mean? Like I shoot animals and eat them, you know, like, and then I was just like, I was depressed though, you know? And I'm like, I don't want to fucking live no more, even sober. I don't want to go drink. I didn't want to go drink. I didn't want to, I fucking had enough of that, but I didn't want to live no more. I didn't, I was like, what's my purpose here? And it was like that next week, my fucking sponsor which i've known him he's coming to this meeting, he's come to a lot of meetings he got like 30 years sober and we had been talking in some of the meetings and been talking on the phone a little bit and his car broke down he's like man can you fucking help me and i was working nights and it was like middle of the day when i should be sleeping but like, yeah i got you so i fucking uh go get him i think i towed his car back that time so like two days later his fucking car breaks down again i'm like all right dude so I just give him my truck. I'm like, here, take my fucking truck. I'm going to go to the meeting, and have my bro Casey take me home. You know, <laughs> Like just bring my truck back by. And then the third time he broke down, I'm like, all right, dude, I started hating this fucking car, you know? And this guy got, he was, I, I didn't know him. I knew him through the program, but I didn't have that personal relationship with him yet. But he was just having a mental breakdown over this car. And I'm like, bro. Like, no big deal. Let's go get a U-Haul trailer right there. u U-Haul will hook it out of my truck and take it home. You know, we're riding home. And he's asking me some questions. And he's like, do you have a sponsor yet? And I'm like, nah, man. He's like, why not? And I'm like, it's fucking almost impossible to ask someone to be your sponsor. Like, I feel like I'm asking a girl out for the first time in my life. You know what I mean? Like, trying to, got butterflies, trying to build up my courage. Like, it just don't seem natural to me at fuck at all, dude. He's like, well, how about I be your temporary sponsor i'm like perfect i needed that he's like how about i be your sponsor i'm like perfect you know i needed that too and so um right away because i wasn't wanting to live no more we got into steps you know and we started hitting some different meetings and i think i went through the steps kind of quick i did a fourth and fifth and i thought it was a great fourth you know what i mean and he's like before we move on you know to the sixth and seventh he's like take a week and just think about this step, you know what I mean, and sure as shit, there was, there was like another fourth and fifth step I had to do that, that I couldn't do till I got the worst shit I had done out of my head to even clear it up, to think about the other stuff, you know, and, um, so I did that, and then life was getting pretty good, and I was changing some, you know, six, seven, eight months, and then, um, I'm like, all right, I know I'm supposed to wait a year, but it's time to start dating. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> so I tried that a little bit and it ended up with a, uh, you know one chick chasing me through the fucking gym. My gym brother, I'm like, dude, stop her, I'm going out the exit, dude, you know, fucking running out, just just crazy ass shit, just a mess, you know. But my anger and shit was getting better. Cause like I was coming back from Coolidge and, and there's this car right here. And I go around them and get in, because we're supposed to be weaving. And she starts fucking honking and flipping me off and stuff, you know, and she pulls up beside me. She's like, you motherfucker. And I'm like, do you want to go to dinner? She's like, what? And I'm like, do you want to go to dinner? And she's like, are you fucking harassing me? Fuck you. You know, this and that. But like I handled it like in a different way, you know, um, it, it, was, it was changing. Right. It was me. It was, it was me changing, you know, but it's it good change, though. Some change is good change. So, I started doing, you know, I did these steps. I did my fourth, my fifth. I did my sixth and seventh this time. Um, But I don't think I really understood what a sixth and seventh was. You know what I mean, really? And then I did an eighth. I started doing the ninth. Like I rode back from the two owners of my company that I've been, you know, I'm their right-hand man for 12 years, all the way from Coolidge. And I'm like, come on, you pussy. Just say it. like Tell them you're sorry, you know, like make amends, you know. And I'm like... A little bit far, like, come on, bro, you could do this. I'm on the back seat just being like stone cold quiet, which ain't like me, you know what I mean? And finally, we turn at the plant and like, we're gonna, I'm like, just do it, do it, come on, you could do it. You know, I'm like trying to pump myself up, you know what I mean? And so I talked to them, I'm like, hey, I was like, for one, I gotta thank you guys, and like, I just, I got to apologize to you guys for like the piece of shit employee. And even when I was a piece of shit, I was better than fucking most though. You know what I mean? (laughs) But like, but like for me, I was a piece of shit employee. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you know what? They're just like, bro. And and Todd, one of the owners, he's in the, in the Mormon church and he works a, a 12 step program through that church. So he has some idea, which I think is just, I mean, I kind of seen it before. I think it's just based off ours anyways. You know what I mean? Um, so he understood and he was, and they're both just like, bro, water under the bridge. We just don't want to see you like that again, man. Like, cause I remember like Todd would see me at work and like, he had to know I was fucking wasted. You know what I mean? But like, he loved me so much. Like he couldn't fire me and I, you know, I was moving on to build another plant and the guy I trained to do my job to manage this entire operation is the guy that had to let me go. And it was cool to go to him and thank him and say, dude. You fucking saved my life. Because that was the last thing. Even though I only showed up two times in the last month for work. That was like the last thing that I was holding on to. Cause they were still paying me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, they're still paying me. And like, and um I just had to thank him. I'm I'm like, you know, he didn't really fire me. I fired myself. He just said the words because the owner really couldn't. You know what I mean? And um this this time around, so so, yeah, like I was saying, six, seven, eight, nine, you know, 10, 11, 12. Couldn't get 12. You know what I mean? Didn't think I had 12. Because 11, sought through prayer and meditation. Like, I could not fucking meditate to save my life, dude. Like, okay, I'm going to meditate. I'm like, man, this new fucking tattoo. Or, okay, I'm going to meditate. I'd be thinking of something else. Like, I, it was impossible for me to meditate. And then one time, a friend in the program, like, hey, come to this meditation meeting with me. I shared, and he's like, dude, you're an emotional wreck, bro. You have no emotional sobriety. You know, and I'm like, hmm, okay. He's like, <laughs> eh, I know this, you know, that ain't nothing new to me. And he's like, you're not meditating, are you? And I'm like, no. He's like, dude, because me- meditation, prayer meditation is like your emotional sobriety. It's, you know, it's what he told me. I'm not saying this is the way for everybody, whatever. This is just my, my story. And so I went to a meditation meeting, and like, and so I'm like, I got into, like, a place and I felt like I was stuck there where I couldn't fucking open my eyes or get out. And it only lasted a second. And like, I woke up, I'm like, fuck this. Like, but I felt like trapped in this darkness, you know? And I, uh, so I tried a little bit. I'm still horrible at meditating, but I am seeing definitely, you know, like the spiritual awakening as far as like peace and serenity go. You know, I was, uh, not too long ago about a year and a few months sober I was up I shared this in a lot of meetings because it was scaring me I'd go scouting by myself because I'm solo you know what I mean and um I'd go scouting and like I'd get in dark places like and I started seeing like dark things like I'd see shadows out of the corner of my you guys might think I'm fucking crazy but like I said this is my story I was seeing like fucking shadows out of the corner of my eye and shit and I'm like what the fuck's going on you know and then I didn't take no food because I don't plan shit. I just go. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right. I was like, I'm gonna go up this one day. I'll, I'll never forget. Like I, to, I was gonna go to the Happy Jack Lodge, and get a get a drink, or not a drink, something to eat. Just eat. And the whole way there was like a forty minute drive. There, I'm like, all right. You're just gonna go in there get something to eat. That's it. So I get up to the front door. I can hear some girls in there, and I can hear some dude's in there and i'm like yeah that motherfucker's loud he's getting knocked the fuck out and i haven't seen the guy yet but i can just hear him you know what i mean because that was me like i walked into a fucking bar like it was on you know and but i sat at that screen door for like probably three to five minutes i'm like god what should i do god what should i do just kept repeating that dude and i wanted to walk in but i didn't like someone would have seen me they're probably like what the fuck is this dude staring at the door for you know what i mean because i'm just like sitting there praying and i was like you know what they just came like fuck this. I drove like 40 more miles back to Flagstaff and got two double cheeseburgers, you know. But you know, I won that battle, you know. And then a little bit after that, in the same kind of time, I had an afternoon like I don't know what the fuck even happened. I even went and pushed grocery carts back to try getting out of it, you know what I mean? Like service work, right? Something like, and it didn't work. I just sat in my truck for like an hour and I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna go drink, you know. It's probably like a year and a half. It was the last time I've, I've thought about it. And I wasn't thinking about all the time. It was weird. It would just sneak in on me, right? Like, I think the, the fucking, I think the devil was losing his grip on me. He's trying to fucking reel me back in. You know what I mean? I believe that. Like, my drinking devil on one shoulder, like, don't want to lose his best friend. And um, I was like, okay, I'm going to go drink. But first, I'm going to go to the Sunday night meeting. Then I'll go drink. So, like, for the first time in my life, like, I went to the fucking meeting, you know? And then i didn't drink afterwards and i'm so glad i didn't you know and since then it's been relieved you know and it's and everything i am right now like all i am is like little bits and pieces of all you guys you know what i mean i had a friend um he's in here tonight russ I'm gonna throw you under the bus i guess uh he gave me this book called dropping the rock and it works on sixth and seventh step that finally opened my eyes, like, Russ, you know, and, and, and he, sorry to name drop on you, he's like, man, he's like, just because you're, if you're doing wrong stuff and you're honest about it, don't make it right. I'm like, hmm, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, fuck it, I'm being honest, don't fucking matter, you know what I mean? And um, I started reading that book, and it just fucking opened my eyes, you know, and I remember, uh, it was right after my elk hunt, um, me and Tiff, who I met because Richard told me to go on some cool ass. I forget which side it was, you know what I mean? Cause I had all the sites. I had a TikTok member. I was a fucking plenty of fish member. Like I'm telling you, I went wild, you know? And anyways, I met her on there and we're heading up there and we're talking about something. And she's like, I think I know what your problem is. I'm like, yeah, what's that? Lust. <laughs> Why do you think that? I read your book, Dropping the Rock. Well, you know what I mean? I was like, fuck. I was like, you know, she just read it to read it. Not just, like, trying to smile. She just read it because she wants to learn about it, too. I got all this shit underlined in there and shit. You know what I mean? But, like, it felt good, though, you know? (laughs) I was like, but it felt good to be like, you're exactly right. You know what I mean? And, like, I'm fucking working on that, you know? So i was like fuck man and that's me bro like i can't get away with shit you know what i mean and i wasn't even trying to but you know but uh and i'm not sure if that's AA approved or not i think it is because it talks about six and seven step and the program and if if you're in that stage man or if you're just having problems maybe you've been through them steps that's a solid one to go fucking read man drop the rock you know it's it's true man and uh So that helped me just move to another point in my life. And once I got more into that sixth and seventh step, that's what was fucking killing me. It was. Even though I was sober, it was just eating me up inside because, like, I still wanted to be this person, but I couldn't be this person. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like I chew. Like, I'm not going to quit chewing because I got to do something bad. Like, if I don't do at least one thing bad, like, I don't know if I could survive. You know what I mean? I might kill over dead, but. I just, uh, I thank God for everybody in the rooms. And, and I love the program that you could choose your higher power. Because if you couldn't, there might not be a lot of people in here that saved my ass with their version of their higher power. You know what I mean? Like, And I love that. And I never judge or anything. Like, I've had my ass saved by multiple people in this room, whether it's just being a friend at a meeting, or I might call you to bullshit about something else, but it's really just me getting shit off my mind. You know, I've probably freaking 70% of the people in here I've called or text you know I uh things I do too is I text a lot of newcomers and I try to call a lot of newcomers and is it for them or me I think it's like 50 50 you know what I mean but like I do care I want to know how they're doing but it's just part of my program that keeps me rolling you know because I, I fucking love to see people make it like there's nothing I love more and like I haven't experienced yet someone passing away in the program, you know, that that I, like, just really, really love and know. I don't think I'd want to. Like, I don't know what I would do if I came to certain meetings and didn't see certain faces in here. Because that's, like, I love that more than, like, you know what I mean? Like, the you know, my grandparents and stuff like that. Like, I don't know, man. It would just tear me up. So I try not to think about that stuff. I think the biggest, one of the biggest powers that, like, gives me my serenity is just what you guys have taught me about one day at a time. Like it is so true. Like don't count the days, make the day fucking count. You know what I mean? Tomorrow ain't promised. Like people didn't wake up today who had plans for today. So just make, you know, you know what I mean? Make the best of your day. Who cares about tomorrow? And, and maybe that's a flaw in a way sometimes. Cause I really don't give a shit. Like I just go with the flow, you know, um, I do, I appreciate everyone showing up tonight, like, I really do, man, people from the east side, west side, you know, well, pretty much everybody east, but east of here, but, uh, you know, like, they're just, uh, you know, I started started doing a meeting on Wednesday, I talked, you know, I was kind of talking to Domingo about, like, man, I should open a meeting during the week at Buckeye, midweek. He's like, yeah, that's a good idea. And then next thing you know, like a week later, he called me. He's like, hey, bro, you're going to do that meeting because I've been announcing it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, I fucking guess I am. You know, but it's, it's those things that save my life. You know, it's it's having friends that I could share my bullshit with and be honest with. You know, the men's meeting on Sunday mornings too. Like, Like when I could see guys in there. I'm not supposed to name drop, so I won't, but I've seen guys going through shit and dealing with emotion. And like, I never did that. I never dealt with emotion. My fucking instant instinct was to fucking fight, bulldoze it over, like just destroy. You know what I mean? Like, but now that I'm getting these emotions, like it was just insane. And like, I'm so glad I used to hate having a good day because if I had one good day, three crazy ass days were coming maybe five you know what I mean and um like life is just so good today with all you guys in my life I got a great partner who's in the program which I refuse to date anyone in the program and she wasn't in the program when I started dating her just saying because that was like everybody like everybody had these ideas about me right but like they probably weren't true because I never once dated someone in the program you know what I mean like I didn't because I I'm a fucking shit show Keep that for the outside. You know what I mean? I didn't want to destroy someone else, you know. And through dating someone, I guess she's seen some crazy she liked or something. And she's like, man, what's he got? You know what I mean? Like, how's he getting this? Or whatever. And she got in it, you know. And uh, I'm grateful for that, man. Like, just to have a, a partner go through this with. Um Just you guys being there for me. I, like, I can't tell you enough. Like, without my higher power, without God, like, that's all I am. I'm what you guys have made me. You know, and what my higher power and your higher powers said through you to me, whatever, that's all I am. I'm nothing more than that. Like, you know, nothing more. I just, I love you guys, and I think I'm going to end it with that if I'm allowed to. Love you guys.